listening to Tapped In, Buckham County's Half Hour to Empower on WRES 100.7 FM in Asheville. Listen up and get tapped into local important resources, information, and topics. Learn more about the topics of today's show at buncombecounty.org. Okay, it's time to get tapped in. Hello, 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 and greetings to all those who hear my voice. It's your favorite time. Tapped in with the one and only Zakia Bell Rogers and my favorite co-host, Leonard Jones. And Leonard and I come to you from Communications and Public Engagement Department of Buckham County. Not all heroes wear capes, but we happen to be named after one. So, Leonard, tell us what's going on today. Joining us today is our guest from um, from the Planning Department, Shannon Capazelli, who is going to talk to us about the 2043 Buckham County Comprehensive Plan. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Shannon. So I work with Buncombe County's planning department, and we've got a number of divisions. I'm with the Long Range Planning Division, and we are uh, one of the groups of staff that are working on the planning process during this. The planning process. That just sounds really, really, like, 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 like detailed. So give us a little background on what is a comprehensive plan? So a comprehensive plan, it's a broad long-range plan. We're looking 20 years out and we are trying to figure out what the county should be focusing on over that period. So we're looking at historical context, we're looking at challenges that could be coming our way, whether they're national challenges or uh, local specific issues. Uh, we are looking at data on how we might grow over time and trying to figure out kind of what the community's preferences are, what their needs are, and creating a plan that's going to pull all of that information together and really uh, guide how we respond to those um, needs and issues over the next 20 years. So Shannon, you said a 20-year plan. Is this something new for the county? I know we've been discussing it for probably about a year, almost a year now for the comprehensive plan. Um, what brought about a 20-year comprehensive plan for the county? So this will be Buncombe County's first long-range comprehensive plan. We've had uh, more specific land use plans in the past. We have a strategic plan every five years, but this is really the first time that we're going to pull it all together, uh, look back over the plans that we've done, and create something that is much broader um, and gives us a lot more tools to use as we move forward. Um, we are going to be working with other communities on this. And um, this is something that is both required by the state in order to enforce zoning regulations, and it's something that we've needed. So it's it's just a perfect time for us to be working on this. Cool. Yeah. So okay. And we just talked about what why we're doing this. And so my thing is like this is Buckham County's first comprehensive plan, right? Mm -hmm. So are there any other locations that have a comprehensive plan like? Asheville, like the city of Asheville or Woodfin or any places like that within Buncombe County? Absolutely. So Buncombe County's plan is going to look at the unincorporated areas, which means basically all of the land that's outside of a city or a town that is incorporated. Uh, there's a couple of our, our local jurisdictions that already have their own plan. So the city of Asheville adopted one not too many years ago. Um, there's other um, 
towns that are working on their plans right now or already have an adopted plan. Uh, and then even in our region, for instance, I believe Henderson County is working on theirs. Mm -hmm. So those are all plans that we can look at when we're trying to figure out how different uh, regional things fit together and see kind of what uh, residents of those areas have said are their priorities. And so when we think about the unincorporated area, as for myself, I'm a native of the area. And so we travel between the cities and the counties just every day. So just around the engagement with the comprehensive plan, how do um, we kind of look at ways to like engage community? Because a lot of people say, well, if I'm in the city of Asheville, what's the importance of engaging with the Buckingham County comprehensive plan? So if you're in the city, you know, we have so many people that travel uh, in and out of the city every day, whether they live in the county and they travel in or if they live in the city and travel out. So even though we might have uh, separate plans, it is going to be really important that we work together to try to find kind of what are those connections, where are opportunities to collaborate. So that could be as simple as collaborating on greenways to make those, um, those infrastructure projects connect. Uh, it could be collaborating on the transit system. Uh, Buncombe County has mountain mobility and the city has their art uh, transit system. So finding new ways mm -hmm. to kind of expand those services so that they can go further out. Um, there are gonna be a lot of other examples of how we can work together and uh, really kind of um, expand the offerings over the next 20 years. And you made a comment about, you know, that the, we're talking about the city of Asheville. And I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that the population of Asheville City doubles during the daytime just because of everybody working and things of that nature. So that in its own would be important for people to fill out the comprehensive plan because the thing is, don't we want more jobs? You know, do we want more places that you can go that are, you know, for all ages and things of that nature? So, you know, um, there's a lot of reasons to um, fill out the plan. I know people are, are saying 20 years, but what does that look like in the midst of that? Mm -hmm. In those 20 years, is it like, okay, we're gonna start this in 20 years or what is the process of that? So a 20 year plan, um, it is supposed to look really far out, mm -hmm. but we do do an update typically every five years. So just because you have a 20 year plan, that doesn't mean that you don't check in periodically and say, you know, have conditions changed? Has population changed in a way that maybe we weren't expecting? Are people's needs different now? And you can do an update to the plan, that's very common. Um, so as we move forward, we'll keep in mind that um, this is not gonna be our only chance to get it right. We will have uh, opportunities that are built into the process where we can make updates if things really do need to be looked at again. And so just work, um, thinking about the comprehensive plan, and right now we're in the phase of drafting a comprehensive plan. So what is the length of time that the county has taken to actually get from um, drafting the plan to actually executing the plan? So we began the process in the fall of 2021. We had some setbacks due to COVID. We did continue with a lot of online engagement during that time. We, we didn't just stop the process. Um, so we continued to get input and then after that, um, once things started opening up, we were able to really push hard into the communities and go out reaching people um, wherever we could find them, whether at local events or meetings that were held by the county uh, and lots of other activities that we've put on. Um, so the plan at the moment is for this to be adopted in the spring of 2023. 
Um, that could always be extended if needed, but um, there's going to be a, one more phase of the planning process. There's four total phases. We're in phase three right now. And um, between now and the spring of 2023, this uh, draft plan that we're working on at the moment is going to go through a lot of different versions. So it's going to go to different boards and committees. It'll be going to uh, the planning board and the board of commissioners, and we'll be getting back lots of comments and edits from them. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also going to be taking it out to the community so that they can look at the draft and see, you know, we did all this public engagement. Did we hear you right? Did we get it right? What needs to be changed? Um, and kind of bring back those different versions to them so they can continue working on it. And so just a plug for the listeners today, if you want to find out more information about the comprehensive plan, we strongly encourage the community to go out to engage.buncombecounty.org. And you can find more information, as Shannon had mentioned, we in phase three of this process of the engagement. And so if you want to see some of the um, information around the comprehensive plan and, and also to do a survey to engage around it, again, that web address is engaged.buncombecounty.org. And just because we're in phase three does not mean that you don't have time. You have plenty of time to go ahead and do it. It closes September 7th. Correct. And then in phase four, will there be another survey or how will that look? So there's going to be another round of engagement mm -hmm. after this poll closes. Um, and what that will look like is having the community take their first look at the draft. Mm -hmm. Right now we've been putting out kind of pieces as we're working on them. Um, they'll have a chance to look at something called the uh, future land use map. I think it's being called the um, growth conservation and protection map, some other kind of terminology like that but they'll have a chance to comment on that. Uh, right now it's actually going through the steering committee for the mm -hmm. review. Um, and so there's gonna be opportunities for them to see what that document looks like in its first and second and third phase uh, until we get before the board of commissioners for kind of a final review. And so Shannon, you mentioned we're in phase three. What did we learn from phase one and two of the process? So we heard from a lot of people. We got surveys back from almost 3,000 people during those first couple phases. Uh, we talked to more than 600 youth who did activities to share their input. And uh, we held a lot of meetings. Mm -hmm. um, what we have heard from the majority of people is that protecting the natural environment is really important, uh, developing affordable housing strategies, and creating more opportunities to travel to places without a car. So that could be biking or walking, uh, using some type of public transit. We heard a lot of people say that they want more options for transportation. Uh, and we do have reports on our website if people want to see what input we've gotten so far. They can actually look at some um, live uh, reports and see what's been coming in, including from the poll, the poll that's still open now. I know um, the Cape team, um, which Leonard and I are part of, we helped out uh, with doing some interviews with kids about um, the comprehensive plan. And they were really concerned with nature. Uh, we got answers like we need more trees, we need better parks. These were six, five, six, and seven-year-olds. And of course, one kid wanted bamboo. You know, I talked to her later. That was my child. And talked to him later about, you know, bamboo's kind of invasive. But, you know, they're all worried about their community and, and nature around that. I think a lot of us are lo looking at this plan and, you know, we're like 20 years from now when you're going to start doing that. But what plans are in place right now that are contributing to the growth of the, the um, 2043 plan? 
So what we have in place now, uh, we have a zoning ordinance that mm -hmm. does have uh, different sections that relate to environmental protection. So many people might be familiar with our steep slope overlay. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got floodplain ordinances, just to name two of them. And that's what staff has as a tool currently. And the comprehensive plan could give us some ways that we could um, kind of beef up those tools or add more tools so that we really make pri uh, you know, a priority of conservation and protection. Mm -hmm. um, we have other plans uh, or ordinances related to um, stormwater and erosion control, which we've heard from a lot of people is really important. Mm -hmm. You know, water runs downhill. The more uh, soil disturbance you have, the more issues need to be addressed. So that's something that we could um, look at through this plan in terms of what else can we do, what higher standards could we consider for development in the future. Um, and we've got also a soil and water uh, division that does a lot with farmland protection. So there are a number of uh, organizations throughout the county that work on protection and conservation, but it's a number of different ordinances depending on kind of what um, what challenge you're trying to address. And so we have some other plans that we've completed, um, the racial equity plan and the um, county 2025 plan. How do those play a part in uh, the comprehensive plan? So one of the goals of the comp plan is to take other plans that have been adopted or in the works and really incorporate them into the long range plan mm -hmm. so that we can build off of what the work has been from other committees. Uh, we want to make sure that all of those goals are being included in this plan so that we really have kind of a central place where we can reference you know what other plans are out there that are important and that the comp plan is uh, recognizing and wanting to be a part of this uh, f the future goals so it really is building off of the work that's been done by those other committees mm -hmm. and so just getting back to engagement around the comprehensive plan we know as the commissioners they really want us to reach all four corners of the county to participate in this process and so as we mentioned we in phase three have we seen that we've been any voices have been absent from any of the previous surveys or engagement opportunities that we had in phase one or two so we can encourage those mm -hmm. um, potential communities or neighborhoods to participate in this process so we can be more equitable for the community sure so after the first poll we found that input was really missing from uh, more of the rural areas of the county near Ivy in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. um, we also didn't have great turnout in the Candler area to the West. Um, so we were able to use that information to spend extra time in those areas during this phase and get more input. Um, we have a software that we use that helps us track based on zip code where people are, um, are living in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that has really given us a great tool to be able to make sure we are reaching everyone and then uh, anything that, that seems like it's missing, we can go out and spend more time in those areas. Mm -hmm. You have another question? Because you, you look... It looked like you have another question. You can go ahead and ask your second Well, question. I was just saying for the listeners today, so just like um, Shannon had mentioned, if you're in um, the Big Ivy area or more rural parts of the county, we strongly encourage you to participate in this process. I, I think um, she also, um, she may not mention, but also many people, especially um, people of color in the community, um, that may be another voice that be missing from this process. So we just really want to encourage people to participate. And again, this is another plug on a potential way that you can do the survey is to go out to engage.bunkingcounty.org and that's where you can find the survey if you want to do it electronically. <laughs> 
See, I knew he had something. You can you have to feel Leonard's energy when you're in the room. He he it was on the tip of his his, his being, and he needed to get that question out. But okay, so when I give folks the survey, and they say 2043, I'm not even sure if I'm gonna be here. Or why so far out? <clears throat> I always use the um, the um, analogy of like the car. Like right now, it's 2022. But they're already working on 2024 car model. They're already making 2023. They're already looking at 2025. And so and this is what this plan does. Of course, it says 2043, but they're going to put in all the steps it's going to take to get there. They're not just going to get the plan and then wait 18.5 years and say, okay, we got four years until we're right here at 2043. Now we're going to start this plan. It is basically building the foundation up until what we want our city to look like or our county to look like. So how do you all... Um, convince folks to, that this is important because you know you have a lot of we have an older population mm -hmm. and I've heard I'm not going to be alive, alive in 20 years <laughs> yeah. so that's a really great point and the the reason why we look so far out is because not all of our challenges can be um, dealt with in a five-year period like mm -hmm. with a strategic plan so some things are going to take um, a longer vision mm -hmm. to work on. And one of the things that will come out of the, the comprehensive plan is the ability to draw future strategic plans from it. So mm -hmm. once we have a comprehensive plan adopted, it'll make it much easier for the county to create its next five-year strategic plan. That's gonna be much more specific activities that can be worked on on a shorter period. So for instance, if the comprehensive plan were to say something like, you know what, we need to build more sidewalks or we need to get into the sidewalk building program, we mm -hmm. need to connect more of these networks together, then uh, a strategic plan could say, okay, this is a goal of our 20 year plan. We know that in 20 years we wanna have a robust sidewalk system that mm -hmm. helps people get around in the more urbanized areas. Um, so within the next five years, we're gonna allocate this much staff time, this type of programs, maybe this much funding to that kind of project. Uh, and that's how we can start working on a year by year, like more short term mm -hmm. basis on what those long term goals are. So maybe in the first five years, you get, you know, X number of feet of sidewalks. But over a certain, uh, over a 20 year period, that could add up to hundreds of, of uh, feet, you know, thousands of feet or miles of sidewalks. So in the big picture, you get that robust system in the short term, you get more of a focus on kind of where to start those those smaller projects. Mm -hmm. And so you said you're looking at a, a goal of fall 2023 as a, um, at the end of the engagement process and to get the plan approval. So how do residents stay up to date on um, what's happening with the comprehensive plan um, until fall 2023 once it's approved? So we do put out an e-newsletter about every other week and they can see upcoming events, uh, links to polls and other activities and different ways that they can be involved. Uh, we also are on social media, so you might see us on, um, on Instagram or on Facebook posting upcoming activities. And um, we're going to be around town a lot. We've been going out to different events, so mm -hmm. trying to meet people kind of as they're out and about at different festivals and things happening around the community. You might just see us at a local library or, um, you know, sometimes even just standing outside of the mm -hmm. hardware store. And, and 
Um, one thing I can say, I got tongue-tied just then. <laughs> one thing I can say is that you, the county has been very creative about getting this out. Like you said, social media, Instagram, Facebook, public input, um, paper surveys, electronic mm-hmm. surveys, um, QR codes. They're re- they are doing everything they can to reach those. And I think a lot of times folks um, are so distrusting of the government and so they or they feel like it's not going to change. Um, I think one of those things with us being so transparent and having it everywhere on so many different platforms has been amazing. And so how has have you gotten a lot of um, youth um, involvement or um, middle age? Is that us? I think that's us. I think that's us. Uh, <laughs> Middle-aged folks and then the older seasoned adults. <laughs> sure. So access has been incredibly important to mm-hmm. us from the very beginning. You know, we, we had a big um, board up in our room and we kind of started making a list of who is typically hardest to reach or who mm-hmm. has the hardest time accessing these type of activities. So we wanted to make sure that no matter what your language or your ability, um, whether you had a car or not, you know, even if you don't have internet, we wanted to make sure that uh, people were able to hear about the process and then actually access the process. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the first things we did was make sure that we had all of our materials translated into Spanish. Um, we've been reaching out to different um, places where maybe people don't have as much access to cars mm-hmm. um, and trying to find other ways that we can uh, provide accommodations. So we, we have the ability to fill out a survey on someone's behalf if they call in. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not able to fill it out. Maybe they use a screen reader. Um, so And we're also open to suggestions. So if someone calls our office and says, you know, this person wants to participate, but they've got, you know, whatever it is going on, we will do our best to even come out and assist them in person if we Mm -hmm. need to. Um, I feel like you asked me a second question about youth. Mm -hmm. And um, that has been another one of our of our major goals, because a 20 year plan really is going to be very impactful on young people. And, you know, when we go out to these events, one of the things we always ask the kids is, how old are you going to be in 20 years? Uh, And they love that question because a lot of them haven't thought about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we ask a child to take the poll and we, you know, we might have to ask the questions to them if they're too young to read, but they almost always have opinions about their community, what they love about it, you know, what they wish were different. Um, so you can get a lot of insight from from them, and they really do um, give us kind of a broader picture of what the community needs. So, and they listen to their parents too. So if their parents always complaining about whatever it is, the, the traffic, then they can give us insight into what kind of their daily challenges are uh, in their experience. So we love getting that input. And we're really excited that we've been able to um, include their input with the regular adult polls. So all of the information we're getting, no matter what your age, is all being funneled into the same data set that we're using to make these decisions. You know, it's so funny. You said, you know, 20 years go by so fast. I just had a memory of job searches 20 years ago. Uh, You know, 20 years ago was my last semester of college. And I, I am sitting here and I'm like, how did I find a job? What did I, 
What did I do? Did I I can't remember. But I remember being in my last year of college, and I, it's funny you say that because when I worked with, when we worked with the youth, we had a kid who counted it out on her fingers, and she was like, "I'll be 28." <laughs> so it was so funny. And then she just kind of stared into space, like, "What does that even mean?" And you know, it's so funny just watching uh, the, the kids do the survey and do the different um, projects that um, come with the comprehensive plan, the comp plan, and just watching them like, well, what do I want? Like, well, there's not things for me to do here. And if I have kids, I want things for them to do. I want better jobs. I want this. I want that. And so it's just it's really nice to see them think beyond their next birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the one thing that has been really exciting about doing the comprehensive plan is working with the youth and also working with the older population saying, well, I want to leave it better than now. I, I made it. Mm-hmm. And and so um, but what have been some of the big things that have come out of it, like some of the the, the big points of improvement? Sure. So um, through the first poll and all of the activities, the community did identify five vision statements. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the top level, um, kind of those uh, guiding principles for the county that all of our goals and policies and actions are going to be working towards. Mm -hmm. And so I can share what those visions are. It's a draft, Mm -hmm. so they could change as they go through the different committees. Um, But the vision statements are strive to achieve equity, Mm -hmm. commit to sustainability, achieve livability and affordability, focus on conservation, and root efforts in community. And uh, like I said, from those vision statements, we'll be creating the specific goals and actions that the county will be working on over the next 20 years. Um, And there are descriptions online as to what those vision statements mean. It kind of goes into more detail of you know, what, what exactly does root efforts and community mean? So all of that is going to be part of the draft plan that uh, the community and, the, and our committees and boards will be able to look at and get a better uh, feel for whether it, it's a good fit or not. Mm-hmm. And so this current, um, current poll, is there a deadline of when the current, close, um, current poll will close? on getting feedback? So September 6th is the last date for the current poll, Mm -hmm. and then uh, probably in November we'll be opening up the final poll uh, Mm -hmm. to look at the plan draft itself. And then along with that, um, I just went blank. (laughs) But along with that, are there any upcoming events that we're having around engagement with the comprehensive plan? So we will be going to some of the local colleges, trying to reach uh, college-age students, faculty and staff that work in those locations. Um, And we'll be out in the community at a couple more upcoming events, hopefully at Goombe, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, I think, coming up maybe this weekend, Mm -hmm. correct? No, it's... September 3rd. September 3rd, okay. Um, East End is this weekend. East End. End. Mm -hmm. So you might see us around. Um, We don't have any more specific meetings that the county's holding at the moment, but that could change in the future if more opportunities come up. Well, we have three whole minutes left. And so I want each one of you all at the table, including you, Leonard, to just give us uh, a something that you want the the community to know about this comprehensive plan and why it's important. So this really is one of our best chances to hear from the community. Um, We hear a lot at public meetings that um, maybe what is being developed in the community is not what the community wants to see. 
and there's not always a great place um, to respond to that because once ordinances are adopted, that is the law that we need to enforce. But this is the process where we can really say, what do you want your community to look like in the future? Where do you want us to be going? You know, what should the county be working on? And uh, create a plan that really is for the whole community and based on those needs and wants. Um, it is an open invitation to help us look at our ordinances and figure out what needs to be changed going forward. And so I would just strongly encourage the listeners today to really just participate in this process. Just as Shannon had mentioned, we really want to hear from all four corners of the county. We want to hear from all different um, groups of people, communities, and just let your voice be heard. So again, we strongly encourage people to go out to engage.buncombecounty.org, fill out the poll, look at some of our previous um, results, and just participate in this process. As Shannon has mentioned again, we're really trying to um, have a um, work from the ground up, and so we really just want to hear from community, and this is where we're spending the two years out in community, engaging the community, and strongly encourage you to be a part of this process and making decisions and the best decisions for the county as we look forward to 20 years with the Buncombe County Comprehensive Plan 2043. And that was Professor Leonard Jones uh, giving us that, that detailed information about what we need to do. Um, I call him Professor. Um, I just want to say, we, we often sit back and doubt everything. And my, my thing, my take to you is when in doubt, fill it out. Your voice, your answer, your words may inspire the change that rocks the nation. Asheville, Buckham County is small enough that they could create a plan that they could be the blueprint to someone else's county. Now, with that being said, is I encourage you all to lift every voice and go to the internet and fill this um, survey out or find out where we're going to be in the community. Um, you can't say you didn't know. You can't say you didn't have a way. We're on those cell phones every single day. I know some of you all have cell, finger, cell phone fingertips. Um, they're flat. You don't even have fingerprints anymore. But if you can QR code it, then you can fill it out. This has been Zakia Bell Rogers and Leonard Jones, and this has been Tapped In. Thank you for listening to Tapped In, Buncombe County's half hour to empower, here on WRES 100.7 FM in Nashville. Learn more about today's topics at buncombecounty.org. Otherwise, stay tuned for more great episodes coming up. <laughs>